Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating Podcast. I am your host, Monika Banak, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Welcome to episode 7. Today I have a very special episode for you guys. I'm going to discuss the three powerful pillars for better life that I created because I believe that weight loss is 99% mental and I feel like these three pillars are an important foundation to discuss even though they're not directly related to fasting they are something that will help you on your total transformation journey. So I actually came out with these three pillars last year because I had to do a career speech for high school seniors here in the greater Nashville area. And after discussing my medical career and answering their questions, I wanted to leave them with few words of wisdom And I wanted to come up with something that I wish I had when I was a high school senior or really at any time during my life. Obviously, you guys are not high school seniors, or maybe some of you are, but these three powerful pillars for better life are something you can apply at any stage of your life. It does not matter if you're six years old or nine years old. Like I said in the intro, weight loss is 99% mental. You have to start working on changing your mind daily in order to create a good and long-lasting foundation. So when you do lose the weight, you don't regain it back immediately because you actually changed your mental perception of things like food, relationship with exercise, the overall thought of health and what health really means. It is all interrelated. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Pillar number one, never stop growing and go after the things you want and desire. So all of my pillars have a little bit of a personal story to them, and I think that's what makes them so meaningful. So I want to start off with a little story. When I moved here to United States, I was 16 years old, and I just started my sophomore year in high school. I did not speak any English at all. Actually, let me take that back. I spoke few words, like maybe four or five. <laughs> like, hi, how are you? How are you? Excuse me with a thick accent that nobody could understand. And when I started high school, I was so overwhelmed. I, it was very challenging. I had no friends, (laughs) people, kids were super mean and made fun of me. And I would come home every single night and I would just be in tears. I had, I was so overwhelmed. I had no idea how I'm going to learn English. Like it just seemed unimaginable. It felt like there was this big 
mountain in front of me, a Mount Kilimanjaro, perhaps. And I just could not imagine climbing it. But I was very determined to learn. And I started by creating little extraordinary habits that I practiced every single day. I would come home from school, eat something, and then I would just start translating my homework every single day, every single word, the questions, and then try to figure out how to answer it and so forth. And I did that for the first six months. And after the six months, I was able to speak pretty good English. I had a pretty thick accent, but I was able to converse and talk to people. So I'm telling you this story because I want you guys to understand that sometimes, you know, whether it's your weight or relationships or whatever else is going on in life, it might feel like there's this huge mountain in front of you and maybe you are just like I was. How are you going to climb that mountain? And that is okay. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to climb that mountain But what you can do is you can start with those daily habits and that over time will create a huge success for you. You'll turn around and you're like, oh my gosh, I am on top of Kilimanjaro. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened to me. To fast forward, I finished high school in top 10% of my class with a 3.8 GPA. Then I finished my business degree and nursing degree and my master's in nursing with specialty in anesthesia. So again, it's not that I was gifted or super smart. It was through my little habits, daily habits and hard work that I practiced every single day. Don't live in this survival mode. Each one of us is here with a purpose. Most people don't really live a fulfilling life. They kind of stop growing after they finish school or college or high school. They stop progressing and they simply just exist, spending years in the same version of themselves. Always strive to be better than you were yesterday. It takes more than motivation to get things going sometimes. The motivation will get you started, but the discipline, your self-discipline practiced every day is what will keep you growing. It doesn't really matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how many opportunities you receive. If you want to grow, consistency is the key. Consistency, self-discipline, keys, okay? If you're not motivated, just start doing something. Just get to work. Let that motivation come from the work. How often you don't really feel like going to gym, but once you get there and you get moving, you get motivated. And next thing you know, you're, you're at the gym for two hours. So, Be consistent with whatever you do because consistency 
what we do over and over produces results. Every year, have a goal to learn something new. Learn something that perhaps makes you uncomfortable. Last year, I picked up golf. I've never golfed before. I've never even held a golf club. And trust me, golf is way harder than it looks. But I decided just to go ahead and learn. I read and watched YouTube, whatever I could to get the basics of golf. I started taking private lessons and I would just go to the driving range every single day and practice. These days, it is so easy to find things and learn things, you know, podcasts, audiobooks, YouTube. You can pretty much learn anything on YouTube. And just remember, when you when you stop growing, you start dying. You go backwards. I wake up at 4.30 pretty much every single day. Usually people kind of cringe when they hear that. It's like, oh my gosh, how can you wake up at 4.30? It's like, well, I do. That's my routine. And I'll talk about my morning routine on one of my podcasts because I truly think that that has really made a huge impact on my life. And I wish I, that's something that I knew when I was in my 20s. You know, think about like when Christmas morning comes, right? You have no problem waking up in the morning because you're so excited and you can't wait to see the presents when you were a kid, at least. And, you know, when people ask me, it's like, why do you wake up so early? I'm like, it's because I have a reason why I am motivated. And that is what drives me. It's like Christmas morning for me. I cannot wait to wake up and go through my morning routine, get my workout in, get my meditation, all the stuff that I do that makes me feel good and helps me start my day and makes my day better. Pillar number two, your thoughts matter. The mind is everything. What you think you become, Buddha. What you believe about yourself governs everything in your life. Every thought we think creates some type of physical reaction in our bodies, whether it's changing our blood pressure, our heart rate, They affect our blood flow, which is why we blush at just the mere thought. Your thoughts can create anxiety. They can create tension. Your thoughts can do and have such a powerful effect on your self-esteem. Your thoughts control your feelings. And then those feelings control your actions. And those actions control your behavior. Your thoughts are like magnets. They attract and they draw, draw you to that which you think about. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the RAS. It's a, uh, the reticular activating system in your brain, which takes what you focus on and creates a filter for it. For example, I'm sure you've experienced this when you buy a car or, you, or when you want a new car. Suddenly you see that car everywhere. That's your RAS that part of your brain that focuses and creates a filter for the things that you want. So anything that you want in your life requires your total obsession because your obsessions become your possessions. And that's how 
the wrath begins working in your favor. So when it comes to your weight loss, start visualizing and thinking about being fit and thin, imagining how you're going to feel, how your body's going to move, and start using that that vision every single day to eventually draw you to that goal. We, especially ladies, we are so hard on ourselves. And this has to change. I've been there. I've done it. You know, anytime I would mess up, I would just be telling myself all kinds of terrible things. Oh, I suck. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm big. I'm whatever. Your weight does not define you, ladies and gentlemen. Your weight is just the external wrapping. When you look at the external things like your body, money, friends, they're just wrappings. What you look like is just the packaging. Who you are inside is so much more important. And you have to change your thoughts about yourself. You have to change how you talk to yourself. Talk to yourself like you're talking to your best friend. Would you say those terrible things you tell yourself? Would you tell those things to your best friend? I'll bet you wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. So start talking to yourself well. Self-confidence is a reflection how you feel about yourself. It's not how others perceive you. I know this might sound so simple, but you can choose to be confident by choosing to think and behave differently and by believing different things about yourself. It's all about perception. You know, for example, when you think about, like, for example, I'm, I'm a medical person, so let's say a needle. A needle can mean something completely different to nurse or me, anesthetist. It could be mean something completely different to a heroin addict. And it could even mean something totally different to somebody that has a needle phobia. So did the needle change? No, the needle is the same. It's just our perception in our mind changed about it. I recently read a book by Marissa Peer. Amazing. It's called I Am Enough. And she talks about how important those three words can be. They can change completely how you feel about yourself. So when you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I am enough. Out loud, say it with feeling, say it like you mean it, say it over and over till it sinks in and replaces that feeling that you are not enough, which often that's what holds you back from achieving your goals, your weight loss goals, your relationship goals, whatever it is. Knowing and believing that you are enough frees you from the need of constant material things to make you feel complete, to feel a void in your life, to use stuff or food to fill that void. Wanting just stuff all the time usually stems from feeling of lack or something missing inside, a feeling of being empty. And that's how a lot of addictions start, food addictions, drug addictions. 
We want food because it comforts us. We want alcohol to keep us busy so we feel worthwhile and we feel like it it feels some kind of void inside of us. It's so important to understand that that void, it's only something that exists in your mind and you have the power to change that forever by changing the way you think about yourself and the way you feel about yourself. So again, wake up every morning and start with those three simple words. I am enough because you are. The third powerful pillar is giving. To give is to live. Jackson Brown Jr. said, Remember that the happiest people are not those getting more but those giving more. I can 100% attest to that because giving has played such a crucial part in my life. My first three years out of anesthesia school, all I did is just work. The more I worked, (laughs) the less money I had, the less debt I paid off, seemed like. I lived a completely unfulfilled life, just chasing the dollar, basically. It wasn't until I started giving back where I realized how much it changes you. It changes something inside of you. I can't even describe it. When you give without expecting anything in return, it makes you happy. I started doing pediatric mission trips I did some in South America, and then last year I went to Africa, Ethiopia. This year I was supposed to go to Tanzania, Africa, but unfortunately COVID kind of messed that up. And what we do every year, we do surgeries for kids, usually stuff like ENT, like cleft lip palates, some urology and so forth. And I cannot even describe to you seeing the joy on these people's faces and in their eyes, it just, it makes you feel so good. It's almost kind of addicting seeing the joy in those people's lives, how giving without expecting anything in return just completely changes something inside of you. The ripple effect of giving It's huge. You do something small for someone and then that person does something for someone else. How many times you've been at the Starbucks drive-thru and somebody bought your coffee that was in front of you? It made you feel so good. And then you turn around and you do something good for somebody else because that made you feel good. So I'm not saying you have to do like mission trips or anything big. Mother Teresa said, not all of us can do great things, but all of us can do small things with great love. It could be something simple like saying something nice to someone, giving somebody a compliment, an honest compliment, of course. How good does that make you feel when somebody compliments you on your new outfit, or when somebody smiles at you that you've never met, or when somebody holds the door open for you. So do those little things. They truly 
change you. It it just it does something that I can't even describe. When you start giving back, you start being more joyful, more loving. You know, part of the reason I absolutely love coaching, especially women and men as well, is because it gives me joy. I love giving back. I love giving back to people. And most of my clients, hopefully all of my clients can attest to that because they know how excited I get when I see the results. And I really, I am so passionate about it. And maybe, you know, my struggles, me struggling with losing weight for the last 10 years was something that meant to happen in order for me to understand the struggles and be able to help others through my journey. And I'm just so grateful. I'm not saying I'm not changing my career because I do love my medical career, but coaching women and weight loss, it's something I am so passionate about. And that's part of the reason I started this podcast I was kind of skeptical about it at the beginning because as soon as you put yourself out there on the social media in public, you know, you, of course you run into people that are not so nice and you have to deal with different types of people, but I don't let that get in the way of helping people. Even if it helps one person, that makes me happy and fulfilled. So don't forget to give back, smile, be kind, love each other. And I love you guys. You're awesome. And I'm so, so grateful for you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at fitfathotaf.